How are you doing? Good, man. Yeah. Feeling good. Yeah, today's an insane day. A lot of things on the run, but it's okay. I mean, that's it's okay. That's the style of the game, and yeah, we're doing good. But what about you? Yeah, it's a busy day too. I was at the hockey game last night. Yeah, Flames and Oilers game. Yeah, are you gonna tell people what jersey you're wearing? I was wearing an Oilers jersey, and there was way less Oilers fans there than I expected. Like, really? it's the Battle of Alberta. You would think that the other Albertan team would show up, but the Is fans didn't a, show up, and neither did the team. You think it's a day of the week kind of thing? Like, like maybe. a Wednesday? Like, I don't know. If I, maybe. If, if I was a hockey fan, and I was an Oilers fan, I would have made the trip. Yeah. I mean, I thought they would. But I felt kind of alone. I was also in like a Flames season ticket holder section somehow. <laughs> oh, um, did so, you get any hate? I wonder like... Yeah, I got lots of chirps, uh, but I chirped back. There you go. Yeah, okay. I feel like I'm pretty good at that. So I held my own, except then the Flames scored three goals in five minutes. Yeah, um, that was an insane game. Yeah. So Especially that, for a game one. I know. I know. Like both teams were fired up. Both teams were scoring. Yeah. But anyway... That's not, it, en- it ended up a good game. <laughs> yeah. It ended up a fun game to watch. There was 15 goals scored total, which was really exciting. Yeah. But Talk about that return was what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we get into the news of the week? Yes, we should. Before we do, if you're new here, every week we'll come at you with a main story covering some sort of marketing topic. Uh, it could also be a summary of new technology or even an angle on pop culture. If you miss it live, well, first off, the live is at 12.30 Mountain Standard Time on Thursday, which is what we're doing right now. Um, but if you miss it, it's available on podcast Friday mornings and, uh, you can keep up that way. So listen to it on your commute to work or at lunch break or whatever. In the shower. Makes sense for you. In the shower. Yeah, whatever you want. What do you do in the shower? Do you sing? Do you I, I, I sing. I dance. Sometimes podcasts, waves. I do waves. You do? Yeah. Respect. But mostly I, sing and dance. I feel like I could just go to another planet in the shower. Like I don't even know where I am. I just like zone out <laughs> and just like maybe, maybe it's like therapeutic. I don't know. Maybe. Are you a hot or cold shower guy? Hot shower. Yes. We have a rainfall shower in a new place, which is really nice. Yeah. So I just, I feel like I'm just transported to a place, another place where there's less things going on, less calls in the day, you know? Yeah. Word. (laughs) Nice. Um, yeah, let's get into our first news story. I don't know why this one's in here, to be honest, with Ben and I (laughs) co-hosting, but, uh, Mitzi always finds a way to get the Kardashians in our headlines, even when she's not on camera. Undefeated. Undefeated. So our first story of this week is Courtney and Travis are officially married, which is was confusing to me to read the script for the first time because I thought they already got married Same. last month. Yeah, it's getting confusing, <laughs> for yeah. me at least. And apparently this wasn't even their real wedding. They're also getting married in Italy in like a month or two. I know, it's like, how many times do you need to get married or practice getting married? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, they gotta get it for the TV show. They also have to have a private one because they're weird and they, like, don't like anyone around. But then <laughs> they also have to keep the family happy and do it big. So maybe yeah. that's why there's three different versions of it. But, um, yeah, they're in love. They're really happy to be married. Um, as Ben said, or I don't know if you actually just said this, but I alluded to it, which <laughs> is that the Kardashian family wasn't there. So Chris, the, the mom, the mafia boss, was not there. <laughs> Kim was not there. Chloe was not there. MIA. They were MIA. For me, it's kind of awkward because I feel like if I'm going to get married officially, that's the day that I want like mm. my family to be there. The people that I consider my family, if I don't have like siblings, whatever, the people that I consider my family, I need them to be there. I need them to be supporting and like crying or whatever. But it wasn't like this for them. And they seem to, you know, be in each other's business. So it's, it's weird for me. Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't really get it, but I I do see how like for the court date wedding like there would be less people there, and if if it was my family, I'd probably be like I don't want to show up to that one. I want to show up to the big like because it's boring. The big what to do it's in Italy, you know, the destination <laughs> wedding. Yeah, <laughs> so that's you, fair. You guys too. go to court by yourself, bring a couple of friends, coerce them into it, hit in and out after, yeah. and then I'll see you in Italy. Take me to the party. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Where the fo- photo shoots are going to be. Yeah, stuff. for sure. <laughs> so that's that. I think we can move on pretty quickly from that story sure. to the actual good stuff. Sure. Somebody who's actually like making competition to the Kardashian um, appearances Auntie for lunch is Elon Musk. I'm honestly just happy we're not talking about Tom Brady again. <laughs> Actually, much of an he's, NFL up there. Fan, he's up there too. Yeah. As much of an NFL fan as I am, I'm glad he's not in this one. And yeah. the same with Kanye. We yeah. talked about the Kardashians without mentioning him until now. So that's That's good. true. Yeah. Take us into this next one. Well, um, this next story is, is Elon Musk again with Twitter. He's saying that the Twitter deal is not going to happen, can, cannot happen actually, um, until Twitter CEO proves fake account numbers how many how many fake accounts um get like on your on your twitter on your tweets i actually feel like it's less of a problem on twitter for me than it is on like instagram for example Mm -hmm. same i'm I'm not actually on on instagram okay and i guess i don't post that much on twitter i'm more so consume content but i'm also on every platform that i consume social content i'm always in the comments Mm -hmm. so that's where i see an instagram especially like whether if it's celebrity related or like hype or fashion related or even right. sports related, you go in the comments and there's instantly hundreds of spam comments. Yeah. But I don't really see that that much on Twitter. So I don't I don't either. Even like the accounts that we that we manage for clients and stuff, I don't see it yeah. that much. But apparently Elon thinks that there's over five percent um like over five percent of the users or the accounts on Twitter are fake accounts. They're bots, they're spam accounts. Um, five percent is what Twitter claimed, right? Yeah, five percent is what. Well, under five percent or under is what Twitter is saying, and then Elon is saying, "I, I don't think so." I think I he's think saying as high as twenty percent. Yeah, I, I believe it. I don't know. Just from the my initial instinct, without One knowing, yeah, without knowing a bunch of stuff of the the bot world or the spam world on Twitter, it feels like that that's a real figure, a real guess. Yeah, and I think to be fair for Twitter, like. It's less that Elon is saying Twitter's lying, mm-hmm. but more that he's saying they're disagreeing about how to calculate or how, or what what defines a spam account. Mm. And I think is more what that's well, that's yeah. Account. If you can't if you can't find a party like an equal ground on the definition of that, then that's going to be hard. The awkward thing is that the Twitter CEO is refusing to show proof. That's the weird thing. Right. It's not it's not even that awkward that he wants to see the receipts. It's the, the fact that the receipts yeah are not going to be shown. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So is Elon going to end up taking Twitter? I think he still will. I feel like he will. But And i got to say what I like about this mm-hmm. and, and Elon's decision to do it this way and to make a stand here is that even before the acquisition is done, even before he owns Twitter, he's already doing what he's committed to do once he owns it, which is prioritize transparency. So he's already kind of like backing the, the Twitter CEO into a corner when it comes to sharing the receipts, like you said. Yeah. Um, so will he do it or not? I don't know. I feel like the acquisition will eventually inevitably happen. And if this is a sign of how Elon's going to do things, then it's probably for the best. Yeah. I was even thinking, like, imagine if someone did that with Instagram and really, like, forced them to to be transparent about how many spam accounts are on Instagram. Like, yeah. that would be really good for the platform. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to say, we're trying to get rid of spam. And it's another thing to say, it's like, this is where we're at right now right. and this is where we want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Make give, add add numbers. We need yeah. numbers, people. Yeah. 
But Elon's on brand. Like, that's what he claims. He's He's a little crazy. Yeah. (laughs) I'll admit that. And I'm a little bit scared for some (laughs) elements of what he might do with Twitter. But as far as transparency goes, good job. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Should we go on to the the big story of the day? Let's do it. Okay. I'm interested in talking about this one. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a big moment in U.S. sports history. Huge. Um, but the story is that U.S. women's and men's soccer teams will receive equal pay under new labor deals. What does that mean? Well, um, there's been some lawsuits since I think it was the 2019 Women's World Cup. Um, some of the star players from the women's team uh, basically brought a lawsuit about equal pay, mm-hmm. and they arrived at a settlement. And so the settlement was a large sum, millions of dollars for the players involved, but it also was contingent on... Um, the U.S. soccer actually um, prioritizing equal pay for right. the upcoming World Cups. Yeah. So um, the United States Soccer Federation has reached landmark collective bargaining agreements with its men's and women's national teams that aligns the team's pay and creates a unique mechanism to share prize money from their respective World Cup competitions. So essentially these agreements, like I said, follow years of legal pressure around equal pay, and they, they grew out of a push from star players um, from the last championship, I think uh, it was the the lawsuits were actually so public around the time of that World Cup mm-hmm. that people even during the games were chanting equal pay, yeah, which is pretty crazy. It's pretty sick, honestly. That you, the fans are as on board as the people who are not getting or were not getting uh, paid equally. And the crazy thing is, a lot of people don't know this, but. The men's U.S. soccer team isn't as successful as the yeah, women's. They're not that good. They, the women's soccer team has won the World Cup multiple times, four times, I think. Something like that. Um, and ha- guess how many the U.S. men's soccer team has? Zero. Zero. No. They, didn't, they didn't even make it to the World Cup last year. USA, come on. Yet they're making way more. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's again another awkward <laughs> situation there. I know, and I want to talk about this at large, like not just with with U.S. soccer, because, and I think it made sense that they had to start with the international stage, mm-hmm. um, because it's less complicated than national sports to do something like this. Because when you get into national sports, like take the NBA and the WNBA, for yeah. example, people immediately make the argument that, well, the WNBA makes way less money right. um, than the NBA, which is true. The NBA grosses like $8 billion a year compared to, I think it's like $60 million a year for WNBA. It's insane. And because of that, WNBA players are, are still flying commercial. Yeah. Where like obviously NBA players get chartered flights all the time, so mm-hmm. that's even become an issue the last couple of years with COVID and and uh, female basketball players getting exposed to COVID more, right? Um, and having issues with that as well. But anyways, it gets more complicated because there's arguments like that. Um, I also think sports are more complicated because already they're segregated by gender. You yeah, know? that's way more complicated than just business at large because sure. in a, any given business there's women and men employed. So. Um, you can't make the argument that like, well, women bring in less or more than men. Right. Um, so I think like for us in business, there's a lot that obviously needs to be done and there's a lot that of conversation that's happening around it. So for sports to actually take the lead, even though they're more complicated is actually really significant. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited about it. And they kind of just like 
squashed the whole argument around like, well, there's more, there's more money coming in from men's sports because right. they just agreed both men and the, both the male and female players agreed to just pool the funds mm -hmm. from the men's world cup and the women's world cup and then distribute the, the money to across players equally. Yeah. And something like this has not been seen in, in other leagues around the world. So that's a huge, it's, it's historical. Yeah. It's big. So, um, some project projections for actual numbers. Women's union projections have compensation for a player who has been under contract to increase 34% from 2018 to this year. So from 245,000 to 327,000. Um, and then that the 2023 and on average could even get as high as 450,000, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but the federation for context, the federation previously based bonuses on the payments from FIFA, which for the men's tournament was 400 million. Um, and for the women's tournament was 30 million. So literally less than 10% of what was earmarked for the men's league. But now they're just pooling all that money into one big pot and distributing it. Right. Anyway. Yeah. So, I dig it. I dig it. I I'm interested to see, you know, if this is a catalyst for change in other leagues mm -hmm. and in other levels of just sports. I yeah. think about like college athletes and, and stuff like this too. Totally. I don't know if the conversation will get hyped up around there as well after this. Yeah. I think there's room. I think you make a really good point about college because now that college athletes can actually have brand sponsorships mm -hmm. and stuff, now brands can lead the way a little bit more. Right. Because college athletes obviously aren't getting paid much from their schools, but, um, so it's not really something that the schools can make as big of a difference with, but brands can. So Nike, you know, if Nike's paying a top female athlete the same as they are paying a top male athlete, mm -hmm. despite what they're generating from it, then that's going to start making a difference too. Definitely. Good point. Well, now that we've wet your palate, go eat something more substantial. Cheers to that.